Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I am your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 64 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again this week as we begin a new study of Come Follow Me materials in the week of February the 28th to March the 6th, covering Genesis chapter 28 to 33. Uh, And today we'll have a look at Genesis 28, which... Um, is fairly short compared to some of the other chapters we've had, but um, I think we'll take two days to get through this because there is just so much within this chapter uh, which we can learn from. So let's get uh, stuck in straight away. Uh, in Genesis 28 verses uh, 1 to 4, uh, Isaac um, um, charges his son Jacob uh, and says to him that he needs to go and go take a wife to himself, not of the daughters of Canaan. So similar to Abraham, his father, Isaac is very um, insistent that his son uh, marries someone who is of the covenant lineage of the, um, the, the line that has received this Abrahamic blessing. And in fact, in verse four, he says, and give thee the blessing of Abraham to thee and to thy seed with thee, that thou mayest inherit the land wherein thou art a stranger, which God gave unto Abraham. So Isaac wants his son Jacob uh, to receive the same blessing that his father Abraham received, clearly here indicating that he knows that uh, Jacob should have received and was right to receive the birthright blessing uh, moving forward. Uh, And so Isaac sends Jacob away uh, to this land. Um, Interestingly, before we follow Jacob uh, on this journey, uh, we'll have a look at verse 6, which just leaves us with a, with a parting thought about Esau. And this will be important in a few chapters' time. Uh, it says, When Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Padan Amram to meet to take him a wife from thence, and that as he blessed him, he gave him a charge, saying, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan, and that Jacob obeyed his father and his mother. And Esau, seeing that the daughters of Canaan pleased not Isaac his father, then went Esau unto Ishmael, and took unto the wives which he, which he had Mahalath, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, to be his wife. So Esau looks at the example of his brother, sees how um, his father and mother uh, desired his son, their son to have a, a someone of the Abrahamic lineage to receive a wife unto himself, and he does the same. Now, this is just the beginning of what we presume is a change of heart for Esau. Uh, we actually don't see what Esau uh, Esau's story looks like until we see him, spoiler alert, uh, at the end of this section, which of course I'm sure we'll discuss kind of towards the end of this week. Uh, and we'll talk about what may have happened during this time. But uh, we're going to carry on now with Jacob. And this is a really uh, interesting part of the account here. He finds a place to, to rest, um, and uh, it's interesting, uh, you, you get the sense that Jacob is perhaps not quite as used to uh, p- providing for himself or taking care of himself at this moment, because in verse 11 it says, And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night, because the sun was set. So basically, oh look, sun's going down, I guess I better stop right here, uh, rather than perhaps find a place before the sun sets that could be safer or more comfortable but in any case um, he stops in this place uh, and takes the stones of that place for his pillows and lays down his head to rest 
Now, those stones will be interesting uh, to discuss in a minute as well. However, uh, let's focus on what happens next. In verse 12, it says, And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven, and behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. Now, I want to point out here a few things. Um, first of all, that uh, Jacob is traveling in a in a wilderness uh, or in a place that is difficult to, to travel through. Uh, and he stops in that place. Um, we'll talk about where this place is in a moment. But he has a dream or a vision. Uh, and he has this ladder uh, which kind of touches the earth and reaches to heaven. Uh, the first thing I want to point out uh, is the, the Hebrew word for this word ladder is only used once in the in the Bible, and it is sulam, um, which can also be translated as opposed to ladder as to a staircase. So it could be a stairway to heaven, as it were. Um, now I understand, uh, and I was and I was listening to the Follow Him podcast um, that there was there has been staircases in the temples uh, that we have in the church, uh, in, in various places symbolically, um, and that these could be referring to Jacob's ladder as we refer to it. It may well be a staircase. And if you look, we have up and down this ladder or this staircase, messengers going up and down, returning and going back, going to the earth and returning back to heaven. Um, those that have been to the temple will, of course, recognize the symbolism and the um, the meaning behind that. Uh, and then we move on uh, into verse 13. And it says, And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac. And the land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it unto thy seed. So here we have the Lord um, giving uh, blessings uh, to, uh, to Jacob um, based on what his fathers had received. And furthermore, uh, in verse 14, uh, it says, And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of, of the earth be blessed. Um, and then in verse 15, And behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest. So we have here some very specific blessings that were promised to Abraham, to Isaac, that is, uh, to receive a promised land, to receive a multiplicity of posterity, and to receive the presence and the power of God with them, or the priesthood. Um, this Abrahamic covenant is being renewed and offered once again uh, to Jacob. In this place, which we, I'm sure we're starting to see the temple imagery of, where we have the, the stair, stairway or the uh, the ladder to heaven with messengers going up and down this um, ladder, where the Lord is speaking directly uh, to Jacob and offering blessings of posterity and promise and priesthood and all these other things. Um, he is being able to commune with God and receive this blessing. Um, and, he, he, and he promises him that he'll be with him. Um, there is so much temple imagery here. Um, to, to quote uh, Joseph Smith, uh, he said, quote, Paul ascended into the third heavens and he could understand the three principal rounds of Jacob's ladder, the celestial, the terrestrial and the celestial kingdoms or glories, where Paul saw and heard things which were not lawful for him to utter. 
I could explain a hundredfold more than I have ever of the glories of the kingdoms manifested to me in the vision which I were permitted, and were the people prepared to receive were the people prepared to receive them. Close quote. Um, President Marion G. Romney also added further uh, explanation to this and said, quote, When Jacob travelled from Beersheba unto, toward Haran, he saw a dream in which he saw himself on the earth at the foot of a ladder that reached to heaven where angels were ascending and descending thereon. And Jacob realised that the covenants he made with the Lord, there were, there, there were the rungs on the ladder that he himself would have to climb in order to obtain the promised blessings, blessings that would entitle him to enter heaven and associate with the Lord. Because he had met the Lord and entered into covenants with him there, Jacob considered the site so sacred that he named the place Bethel, a contraction of Beth Elohim, which means literally the house of the Lord. Jacob not only passed through the gates of heaven, but by living up to every covenant, he also went all the way in. Of him and his forebearers, Abraham and Isaac, the Lord has said, because they did none other things than that which they were commanded. Temples are to us what Bethel was to Jacob. Even more, they are also the gates to heaven for all of the unendowed kindred dead. We should all do our duty in bringing our loved ones through them. Close quote. So, uh, this, yeah, this kind of talks about what I was going to move on to here. But um, Jacob then wakes up uh, and says, the Lord was in this place and he knew it not. And then in verse um, 17, this is a fantastic thing to point out. He says, and he was afraid and said, how dreadful is this place? This is none other but the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Now, um, there is a sense that, you know, if he was afraid, perhaps, or perhaps to revere or have reverence for. And then he says, how dreadful is this place? And again, uh, this could link to how wonderful or how incredible uh, this place was. But um, we are going to stop there because we are over our time. I want to just conclude with the last few verses tomorrow because there is just so much here. But of course, we see that this was a temple experience for Jacob. And we can learn much from the, the process that he goes through and the blessings he receives as we look through our temple experience as well. Thank you so much uh, for, for starting this study with us this week. Please join us tomorrow as we continue uh, and finish chapter 28 and go into verse 29 as well. Thank you for your time. And until we meet again. 